Welcome to Failure is Progress, presented by Sweat Factory CrossFit. I am Coach Frankie Ortega. And I am Coach Keith Barber. Join us today as we discuss everything going on inside the CrossFit space, and more importantly, what new and exciting things are happening in our Sweat Factory CrossFit gyms. As always, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate the support and truly enjoy the feedback we've been receiving from all of you. Please reach out through our DMs on Instagram. If you aren't already following us, please do so at Failure is Progress, all lowercase. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Failure is Progress. This is episode number 14. How you doing today, Frankie? I am amazing, my brother. I am amazing. Thank you so much. How is your day going? It's going well, brother. Uh, having a good day. We had uh, some front squats today, and you were just telling me about... Um, your positioning getting a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, a great segue to today's episode, right? Because today we were talking about consistency. consistency. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, consistency is key. We've been talking about this in between episodes for a while now. Um, and I guess it was just time to put a whole episode around it. But, um, yeah, consistency is important. And I, I, I think that's one of the things that you have drilled into me for the past year now that you've been with us right in the gym is is just being consistent and how important it is to be consistent and the more i do the little tiny things that you teach me the more i practice the little things that you show me the better i'm getting and the only reason why i'm doing them is because of consistency yeah so that's one of my favorite um ray lewis quotes is that greatness is a bunch of small things done well you know day after day Workout after workout, drill after drill, day after day. Um, it just really hits home that, <clears throat> like you said, it's it's the little things, it's the, the the details that we really have to work on day to day that are going to make the biggest impact. You know, the things that you do every once in a while, honestly, they're great. They make us feel good. They they give us that you know maybe a hit of dopamine where we're like, yeah, we did something good today. It's like, okay, how much are you really getting out of that one session or that one instance? And when you were doing whatever you needed to do to move closer to your goals? Yeah. And I think it's so important, you know, to hold yourself accountable. Um, it, it really is kind of like a branch of self accountability to just be consistent because, you know, we, we can always blame something else, right? What's our favorite thing to blame? programming right the, <laughs> yeah. the programming sucks but in reality if we want to get better at something the only way to get better at it is to be consistent and attack that single thing right um i've said it before running is not one of my strong suits so if i don't run often and i don't run you know um for a, a long enough duration i'm never going to get good at running um but you know let's talk about the importance of consistency all around in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, because if we are consistent in the gym and we show up five days a week, but then we go home and we don't eat well consistently. You know, um, I had a chat with somebody just yesterday because over at, at my gym in Afterburn, we uh, we started a 30-day a challenge, a weight loss challenge. It's actually not 30 days. It's actually going to be like 60 days because it's going till January 31st. But I said to one of the members, hey, you know, are you are you going to jump in? He said, nope, because I know that I'm not going to win. And I said, 
all right, but you could, you know, use this as a way to put some effort in. And he said, nope, because I know that I'm really good Monday through Friday and on Saturday and Sunday. I am not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, that that consistency is important. I think for a lot of us, for a lot of us, that is the case, right? We're really good Monday through Friday. We come to the gym Monday through Friday. We eat well Monday through Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, and we'll take those days off. And that kind of puts a blip in the consistency. Um, CrossFit's prescription for working out is three days on, one day off, which I think is such a good uh, gauge or such a good barometer for what it should be, right? Uh, That one day off shouldn't mean that you're just going to lay down all day and not do anything. Uh, But going hard three days, you know, with your constantly varied workouts and then having one day to kind of diet it back and, you know, use the salt bike, go for a run, go for a jog, go for a swim. Um, you know, if, if you have accessibility to other tools, you know, maybe ski ergs, whatever it may be, and just going through a lighter workout, you know, I would, I would even say put on like one of those workout videos, you know, yeah, one yeah. of those, uh, there's dozens of them. Tebow. Oh, uh, Tybo? <laughs> Tybo. Throw on a Tybo video <laughs> and do one of those on your day off. You see how you feel. Back. Wow. But, um, but yeah, man, like anything, anything that you can do to keep your body moving as consistently as possible is, is important, you know? And, and I think my top three, at least right at this moment, and I know they'll change because I never stop changing. But uh, right now, my top three things is, is getting consistent sleep getting consistent work in getting consistent workouts which i've struggled with the past few months um and then being consistent with my nutrition you know Mm. i i really try to i don't try i do put in the effort to eat as well as i can um and i've learned that because i am putting in so much effort in the other two i am able to actually eat a little bit more because i've increased my caloric intake um but yeah, man, that that's definitely those are my th- top three. Yeah, for consistency. What are your top three? Do you uh, top before three? I say that, I just want to say that I'm uh, very proud of you oh, just now for being intentional about your words and saying that you're not going to try, you're going to do it. Um, I'm actually reading a book right now called Coach to Coach, and in there, there's a, a chapter about where one coach is talking. It's basically a parable about one coach helping another coach on coaching, hence Coach to Coach. Um, and, uh, one chapter in there, the, the mentee is talking and is always saying, Oh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Every time the other coach says something, he's like, Oh, I I guess you're right. And the mentor eventually is just like, stop guessing. You know, I'm right. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Right. So stop guessing, you know? Um, so I thought that was really cool that you corrected your intentions there. I know we've been talking about being more intentional lately which does tie into uh, being more consistent. Uh, last, Not last week. Two weeks ago, we talked about um, <clears throat> not mental health. Um, mindset. 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 Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. We, we talked about mindset. Last week, we talked about sleep. And those tie greatly into uh, consistency. The more consistent we can be with those, the more intention we can bring into our lives. So that was really cool witnessing that in person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, and I've been doing this a lot lately where I will say something and then I'll catch myself saying it, you know, uh, I'm 39. I've been saying this for whatever, 37 years, right? Hearing this for 37 years of my life. So I'm undoing things that I've 
grown to know for so long. But whenever I do say I'll try to do something or I wish something, I, I, I keep catching myself. That's not what I meant to say. That's not, that's not what I want to say. You know, um, I can, I can hope all I want, but until I take action, hope isn't going to do anything for me. Um, but that's cool that you're starting with, um, reframing your thoughts, uh, because your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions. So it all starts, um, inside the mind. This isn't the mindset uh, podcast, but <laughs> well, I mean, mindset episode, but <laughs> consistency um, is a lot about mindset, right? Um, yeah. You know, so go ahead and talk about your three, okay, my just three. to get back on track. And then, yeah, and yeah. then we'll get into something else. <laughs> um, my three that I'm really dialing in right now, um, main one is just consistency with my routine and my workouts. I consistently work out, um, but I, I don't really follow the routine. Some days I don't feel like doing stuff. I, I program my second session myself, and there's some days where I program things that I know are going to benefit me, but aren't necessarily my favorite thing to do. <laughs> talk about, talk about so, so everyone understands when you say second session, so you do like our level method programming it's usually in the morning and then later on in the day, you'll do an extra session for yourself, right? Correct. So uh, my routine right now is on Mondays. I have a class program in the morning and then I might do some accessory work afterwards. And then in the evenings I do um, weightlifting. On Tuesdays, I swim in the morning, accessory work. And then in the evenings I lift. Wednesday is a rest day um, or a recovery day. I'll either come in and do the 6 a.m. class in the morning and just go really, really light um, and, you know, kind of focus on just moving, activating certain muscle groups, taking my joints through their full range of motion, yada, yada, yada. Thursday, I swim again in the morning, some accessory work after the swim, and then in the evening, back to lifting. And then Friday morning is level method uh, class um, programming with some accessories afterwards, and then in the evening, back to lifting. And then... Saturdays is usually off again, so a full day off. And then Sundays, I normally hit um, two, maybe three Metcons uh, back to back because that's how competition is going to be. So kind of gearing up for uh, Reindeer Rumble, <clears throat> making sure I can handle nice. more um, volume, more volume. Yeah, back to back. So I'll normally hit last week was only one because that workout was pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my training week. Yeah. So, um, what I wanted to bring up and, and that's why I wanted to get through all that. Like one of the things that, um, has really helped me dial in consistency of certain things. And you're going to laugh when I say this one, but it's, uh, it's calendar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it sounds, I know it sounds funny, but, um, you know, we're, we're all familiar with budgeting, right? Uh, we, we could budget our money, but I think budgeting time is, mm. is as essential, if not more so. And I, yeah, 100% I, agree. I have become super intentional with my calendar. I wake up, look at it, and I want to know that it's all filled, right? Because mm. I want to know what I'm doing. Like, we, we schedule this podcast every week, and we have it on a calendar so we know when we're going to record it. Otherwise, it'd be like, hey, man, what are you doing today? know what are you doing well hey why don't we record the podcast you know it it would get difficult to manage that which is what happens to a lot of us so you know uh for the most part i think all all of our athletes have a set goal for the classes they want to come to 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, <clears throat> I have seen some athletes who have crazy schedules and because of that, they're always reacting to that schedule to come in, which is a testament to them because they're like, oh, well, I work the morning this day, so I have to come in the afternoon. And then the next day I have to come in the morning because I work in the afternoon. Most people would just say, well, if I'm going in the afternoon, the next day I'm not going in the morning. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, kudos, kudos to them. Uh, but I think having that consistency is huge. Um, I do think every once in a while, sprinkling in a, an opposite time session is good for the body. Mm. Um, I remember the first time I jumped in at a 5 p.m. class, it was like so different for me. I did not have the same workout that I have in the morning because I've spent the entire day eating. I've spent the entire day sitting or standing up or whatever it is that I was doing at work. And then working out in the afternoon just destroyed me. Um, I'm a morning person. So I, I do think there's there's merit to changing it up, but the consistency overall is good. And again, that's one of those things that I use for my sleep, my calendar. So I schedule it in my calendar. I want to go to sleep every night by nine. That's the time that I want to be in my bed. I may not be eyes shut sleeping at that time, but the body starts to get used to that and acclimating to that. And that consistency is is helping out. I've been able to get my sleep from five hours a day to, you know, seven, seven and a half now. Nice. Very nice. And and, and I feel it. (laughs) I really feel it, um, especially with the recovery aspect. But, um, but yeah, man, calendars, calendars are, are, are great. Yeah. Um, for, for context, I am the worst with calendars. Um, they are my kryptonite. So if you schedule a one-on-one session with me, just shoot me a message, you know, then an hour before and be like, Hey, are we still doing this thing? And I'll be like, yep. And I'm glad you text me. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> yes, sir. You mentioned um, going from five hours of sleep to now averaging about seven and a half. What are you doing to track your consistency or, or not even track your consistency, but track your metrics? Well, I use a, a Garmin Phoenix watch that I've, I've used for years that I, I stopped wearing for a while just mm-hmm. because it, it is a big watch and it's bulky. Um, a lot of our athletes have Apple watches that can show them that. Um, I like to get nerdy and track what my sleep is like. So it's not just that I know when I went to sleep and when I woke up. I also like to see the amount of REM sleep that I got, the amount of deep sleep, how long it took me to get to sleep. It tells me when I get up and go to the restroom and then go back to bed. It tells me if I'm up for a certain period of time. It also tells me what my breathing is like and what my heart rate is like. You know, I, I, I get into the 50s um, when I'm in deep sleep and my heart rate is really, really low, which is usually a sign of a, of a of an ultra athlete. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like to see all those things because, uh, you know, if I have a crazy session one day, like Saturday, for example, was just a brutal workout, that day I did not sleep well. Mm. And I what I really wanted was to sleep well, but uh, I had some extracurricular activities after that workout that didn't help me sleep better. <laughs> but ideally, I would want to sleep well. I would like to know that I'm getting into my deep state of sleep, and I would like to know that I'm not moving a lot. Um, that recovery is important, you know. Uh, same thing. The Friday night before we went uh, to the competition class, I didn't sleep very well. I didn't have a good night's rest, and it showed because I worked out like trash. Um, and and so when those things, I, I see them all together. 
it, it helps me paint a more precise picture of what I'm doing wrong. You know, okay, so I didn't sleep well, I need to do this. And I need to figure out a way to get better about sleeping before competitions slash competition class. Um, I've noticed this trend because anytime I've had a competition the night before I've slept terrible mm. and it could be nerves, it could be excitement, whatever it may be, but I'm just not sleeping well the night before I know that I have a huge workout the next day. So I got to try to work on that. Maybe I just have to start having a huge workout every day and, <laughs> and, and let my body adapt to that. Yeah, two um, hour training sessions every day, every day. Day, but uh, I'll be like I'll be like my coach Lewis that works out four hours a day. <laughs> yeah, that man's an animal. But um, uh, but yeah, that's that's how I track my sleep. I mean, the simplest way would just be to look at the time. You know, you get to bed at that time and then see the time when you wake up, right? Um, it it doesn't have to be as precise as I I do it. Yeah. But I do like it. Um, I have wanted for a while a whoop strap. W h o o p for those listening. I have wanted one of those for a while, but I'm just not there yet to to spend that kind of money because it's a monthly subscription service. And yeah, but I do know it, it tracks a lot more data, specifically with sleep. Um, it does give you your heart rate variability or your HRV, um, but as far as like the sleep itself, quality, quantity, all of that stuff, everything you said pretty much is the same thing. The only thing. It, extra thing that it would give you like i said it measures your hrv and gives you like a recovery score okay um to let you know like how well your body is recovering <clears throat> um if you already have something to track your sleep i would say that the whoop probably isn't worth it um only because like you said it is a 30 dollars monthly subscription yeah um and you're you're getting a, a recovery score, but that doesn't tell you how you how you should manage like your workout or your day that day. Like if you have a lower recovery score, that doesn't mean, OK, today is the day to kind of chill and take it easy in the gym. It just lets you know that you need to adjust some things in your routine so that you can continue to push it in the gym. Now, if you're going like five days straight with crappy recovery scores, then yeah, we need to address some things and the next day probably take it easy so that you can start to build a routine where you're actually recovering better. But if, you know, if it's, you know, if you're somebody who takes your rest day on Thursday and you wake up on Wednesday and you have a, a low recovery score, like you're in the red, still hit it hard that day. You know, you have a recovery day the day after, just try and keep track of, of all yeah. that data. It's uh, funny, um, you know, we're talking about consistency and all that. Like in the past, I've, I've had these tools, but I haven't really looked at them. I haven't really used them, right? Like I would just use my watch to track my run or my walk. Um, and then I, I'd take it off or whatever. I would wear it to work, but I really wouldn't keep an eye on the, on the steps that mm. I was taking on the day, you know, which is another thing that I've tried to up. And, and I've definitely gotten my steps up. I used to average less than 4,000 steps a day when I was working my desk job and now I average 12 or 13,000 steps a day. So consistency, right? Um, seeing this data and having this data available to me is, is huge. Um, you know, again, for everybody, it doesn't need to be that deep. Um, do, do you track your rest in that way? Um, I, I used to have a whoop strap. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not really, hardcore tracking it. I mean, like you said before, I just look at my sleep, my, my sleep. I look at my um, 
bedtime and my wake time um, and just try to make sure that's within the range of seven and a half to eight and a half hours. Mm. Um, I would like to get back to tracking it a little bit more analytically. Um, but again, the only thing I have is my whoop strap and uh, that subscription was a little, <laughs> little hefty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, do you do you think that it that we should be timing our meals consistently? Do you think that we should be eating at the same times, or is that something that our bodies are just so advanced we could play with more? Like, if I know that I'm hitting bed every night at ten or at nine, should I be eating at a specific time before I go to bed? Or is it is it okay, you know, to dial in one and then work on the other one? Like, I did another, I did it again where I asked three questions at once. No, you're good, brother. Uh, <laughs> should should we should we be timing our meals consistently as well? Um, it depends. Which is the answer to all coaching <laughs> questions, right? Um, so I, I guess the the on, man. absolute the- answer would be yes. If you want to perform as optimally as possible, then yes. Um, Practically, that's a little bit harder um, because we all have jobs. We have things that we have to do. uh, Things pop up. Life happens. Um, But I would say if you are dialing in everything else nutrition-wise, then worry about meal timing because your macros and your micros are going to be way more important and your overall daily caloric intake is going to be way more important than when you're eating your meals. Now, if you have all of those things dialed in and you're optimized there, um, and you want to take the next step and you want to take, yeah, take it to that next level, then go ahead and worry about your meal timing. Um, the only thing I would say is that having a really high carbohydrate meal right before you go to bed can affect your sleep. Um, so if you're trying to optimize your sleep, but then you're eating a bunch of carbs right before bed and no like protein with that meal, like let's say you're, I don't know, you're Italian and you're having a bunch of pasta, but you're not putting like any chicken or anything with it. You have to be Italian to have a bunch of pasta? Uh, you don't. I have pasta all the time, (laughs) but I feel like you do have to eat it with an Italian accent. (laughs) (laughs) Capiche? No. (laughs) No. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I'm, I'm sorry to all the Italians <laughs> listening. Yeah. Don't cancel us. We just got started. <laughs> um, I haven't taken my, my PC course just yet. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, if you're having a bunch of carbohydrates right before you go to sleep, that may affect your sleep. So if you're trying to optimize your sleep, then, you know, you can run into some some problems there. But outside of that, yeah, I would say worry about your macros and your micros, your total daily caloric intake first. Once you get that super dialed in, if you're still trying, if you're not seeing the results you want, or if you hit a plateau or something like that, then yeah, go to meal timing. Can you explain a little bit further about the whole eating carbs before bed thing? How does that affect, uh, will that make it harder to fall asleep? Will that give you less uh, recovery in your sleep? How do the carbs affect sleep? Yeah. Uh, when you eat carbohydrates, it just floods your brain with a bunch of hormones that say, Hey, it's, you know, time to do stuff. Just, uh, like the, the opposite with, if you eat a bunch of fats, like if you eat a bunch of fats, then, you know, you, it's really heavy on your stomach, your, your digestive system gets bogged down. Um, your brain starts to put you more in a parasympathetic nervous system. 
to say, hey, this is time to rest because we have slower digestion because we have so much in our guts right now. Um, so it's probably way easier to fall asleep if you have a high fat meal as opposed to a high carb meal. A high carb meal is going to flood your brain with you know serotonin and all the other stuff that makes you feel good, makes you feel um, alert, wakes you up a little bit more. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be a little bit harder to fall asleep. And then even if you, you know, if you work a 16 hour day, I don't care what you eat before you go to bed, you're going to sleep. But right. while you're asleep, <laughs> you're not going to reach that uh, deep REM sleep that you uh, mentioned before. So you'll keep floating in between light sleep and quote unquote awake and right. never get quite all the way through your full sleep cycle. Yeah. And it, it's important to me. I ask about that specifically because, you know, I've had my my share of battles with carbs in, in recent memory. I, I did keto for a really long time and I was doing a lot of intermittent fasting. It helped me feel better. Uh, but as I've gotten more active and I've started doing heavier workouts and, and more workouts and more volume, more intensity, I have seen the benefit of moving to carbs. Um, and, and a big shout out to Coach Lauren at Groveland, who was like, if you don't start eating carbs, you're going to die. <laughs> I know she was exaggerating, but, you know, uh, it drilled the point. And so I've been I've been very intentional with that as well. Like, for example, today, before I went to work out, I had two eggs and a bowl of white rice before going to work out. And, and the workout definitely was different uh, versus when I used to go with it with an empty stomach. Um, it's taken me a little bit to figure out which carbs work well for me. Pasta does not work well for me. Mm. Um, but I have noticed that my sleep is different. If I have, for example, I'll eat chicken wings for dinner, high fat, high protein, not a lot of carbs. I sleep great. But if I have something that has a lot of carbs at night, or if I eat, for example, a lot of rice at night, my sleep is very different. So that's why I'm, I'm curious about that. I didn't, I didn't put that one together. I definitely got to pay more attention to that. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's only high carb meals. So like if you're eating, if you're someone who has a daily carb allowance, for lack of a better phrase, of 200 carbohydrates a day, if you're eating 80 to 90 grams of carbohydrates in that one meal right before you go to sleep, that is high carb. You know what I right, mean? Right. If you're splitting your carbs evenly throughout the day. Um, which we can have a nutrition conversation in another or, or a meal timing conversation in another podcast. Um, but <clears throat> if you're having that amount right before you go to sleep, that is going to drastically affect your sleep as opposed to having, you know, 30 or 40 grams, which would kind of be like that even split throughout the day. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that is good info, man. I appreciate that. Um, one last thing I'll bring up, speaking of consistency, water. Mm. that's been a, a really difficult one for me because I've always been uh, really bad about drinking a lot of water. Right. And I have been trying to be more consistent with my water intake, uh, hang around with a little half gallon jug that I drink. I've, I've raised it up. I used to drink one 32 ounce bottle a day. And now I'm up to that 74 ounce. Um, again, I try to start drinking water as soon as I wake up because the sooner I start drinking it, the easier it is to start getting it down. Mm -hmm. If I get to like, if I get to like two in the afternoon and I haven't drank a lot of water that day, it's not going to happen. 
<laughs> it's yeah. just it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but that that's been a hard one for me to be consistent about. And I know some people are a lot better than others, but you know how how important is it to be consistent with our fluid intake, specifically it's water? Very important. Um, hydration is gonna be key to a lot of signals that transfer through your body. They the signals transfer through electricity through your nerves. Um, your brain sits in this really conductive fluid called water. So <laughs> if you're dehydrated, <laughs> um, I really thought you were going to throw some scientific term. Uh, no, it's just H2O. Um, yeah, your brain sits <laughs> in water so that it can, um, so that the electrical signals can go through your nerves a lot faster. So if you're dehydrated or you have less of that water surrounding your brain, it's really hard for you to send those signals. Um, you're your focus, your attention, um, everything just gets a little bit more difficult. And you may not realize it until you start paying more attention, might start being more consistent with drinking water. And you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better now that I'm drinking more water. Um, yeah, it's just- I, I have things. noticed that. Yeah. I have noticed I feel better on the days when I can drink on my water. I have also noticed that I end up going to the bathroom at least 30 times that day, <laughs> which yeah. is one of the reasons why I hate drinking so much water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes a difference. It's it's like this extra little punch and, right. and I look different. Like I see myself in the mirror on the days when I drink enough water and I feel less bloated. Um, I don't 100% understand that. I have to research more on that, but it definitely adds a lot of value to my consistency, you know, to have that. Yeah. As, as we're talking about it, I'm looking at my level one patch and it says mechanics, consistency, and intensity. So maybe we should do the next one on mechanics. Um, that is actually a part of the technique lecture that is given at the L1 course. Yeah. Um, so that's very important to uh, the whole CrossFit ethos. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I think we should get into that one next. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, so basically to wrap up, most of the things that I heard you say, uh, they started with awareness, right? So right. it's really hard to be consistent if you're not aware of one, the areas that you need to be consistent, and then two, the tracking metrics that you need to also stay um, to consistent. be a, yeah to stay consistent, yeah. <laughs> And then finally, you just want to make sure that you're reviewing your data because it doesn't make sense to track everything and then not go back and look at it. Um, you know, for for instance, if you're tracking your sleep and you're like, OK, I want to get seven and a half hours of sleep every night. Um, you you track every night, you know, you have your numbers. And then if you never go back and look at it, you never really know how consistent you're being. So pick one day where you go back and you're like, okay, Monday, I got seven hours, Tuesday, I got eight hours, Wednesday, I got seven hours and 15 minutes, you know, Thursday, blah, blah, blah. Okay, my average this week was seven hours and five minutes. Okay, I'm right on track. Next week, oh, crap, my average was six hours and 45 minutes. So I'm, I'm down, was that 20 minutes then the, the first week? Okay, well, what did I do in that first week? You know what I mean? And you can kind of revise your plan and that's going to hold you way more accountable, uh, self-accountable, and then it's going to keep you on track way better than just kind of winging it and taking it day by day. You know what's a good place you could write all that down, right? Calendar, bro. Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, this wraps up our, uh, our little talk on consistency. Thank you again for listening. If you uh, have anything for us, reach out to us on Instagram. 
failure is progress. Uh, DM us there, we'll, we'll respond. And if you see us in the gyms, please let us know if there's anything new that you want us to talk about. We appreciate each and every one of you and look forward to seeing you again. Keith, I think this is a good one. Absolutely. Next one will be better, I promise. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a good one. Take care.